We are in the building. Gerald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. EOT and radio. We heard from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the move. Getting yelled the most. EOT and radio. We heard from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the move. Giving you the most. Yeah. 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 Playing the best independent artists and looking for more. So tune in and tell a friend about the hottest station on internet land. Yeah. Sit back and listen to EOTM on a mission. Classic city records, ain't no competition. Pay attention to the grind, we're in this division. Entrepreneurs on the move, successful. Living here with radio. We're Unequal Justice here live on EOTM Radio. Hello, hello. Gerald, you out there? Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hold on, Yeah. Okay. You out there? Yeah. Um, First of all, I want to thank you all for... um, we're tuning in tonight. It's been a while. I want to, first of all, I want to um, give our regards to Carla B. Make sure that she comes back healthy. We want to pray and let her know that everything's going to be all right. Um, again, I have my, my co-host on the night. Um, I'm going to call him D-Lo from New York. He's not a stranger. He used to live here in Atlanta. He owned his own media, um, media productions. Uh, he used to live here in Atlanta. And we're just going to talk about some good things tonight. And uh, D-Lo, how are you doing tonight? All is blessed, my brother. Okay. First of all, how's the weather going on in New York? Oh, man, that's a joke. It's cold out here, but it's all good. You know what I mean? It's winter in New York, and this is what we get. <laughs> but it don't stop the movement. How's the land? Right. Well, it's pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty warm, a little cold or whatever. But you know what? The workers continue. As you both know, this is Black History Month. Uh, we got some things we want to talk about tonight. Again, if you want to be a part of this in conversation, you can please call in at 718-664-6543. Again, you're listening to 
live on EOT on radio, correcting the system on equal justice. Let's get right into our topic. Um, this is 2015. This is Black History Month. Uh, we just celebrated um, again uh, last month um, Martin Luther King's birthday. So right. let me explain, actually, something. Uh, how you feel that Martin Luther King would feel if he was alive today? How do you think he would feel about among our people as far as we had progress? Inside itself, uh, not simply because of the fight and the struggle, it's because we did not continue. You know, I think we we got satisfied over time, and we just let injustice pass by. You know, it's funny that I see people when someone like when uh, the first young man in this trilogy of black men being killed in America, uh, Trayvon was shot, and it went to trial, and he got off. People were so heartbroken. This is not the first time. We can go way far back as Eleanor Bumper and, and here in New York, Sean Bell. So somewhere along the line, we totally forgot about our struggle, was all right with what's been happening, and now they're throwing it in our face. I've told people, listen, I might get in trouble for it because people get upset, but, you know, they're doing this on the first black president's watch for a purpose and a reason and a plan. And I do agree with I you. Agree I can tell you. Day when I spoke to the um, kids in Cartersville, Georgia, I mean, these kids were the age of nine, they said the same thing. You know, they're tired of this killing. But one thing I could say that we got our own issues as well that we have to work on, you know. So that's why I'm glad that um, we started this program back up. We can get out to the list and let them know that, hey, we can be upset with what's going on. But until we get our own stuff together and start supporting our own, putting money back in our own business, like, for example, you being an entrepreneur, I respect what you do, and we need more entrepreneurs like that, you know, especially African-Americans, you know. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on, you know. The next 28 days, you know, I'm asking everybody at least, you know, stop the violence, but it should be more than just 28 days. I, black, I think Black History Month should be all year round, in my opinion. Do you agree with that? Well, I, I totally agree with you. I'll tell you what I've told people is, as long as there's a black person walking around, black history is still going on. Every day, every minute of the day, every hour, 10 years from now, as long as there's a black person walking this earth, we're in black history. Because, you know, I mean, I went to school here in this country. I'm originally from Panama. I've been here since I was five or six years old when I came back. And so, you know, one of the things that I saw from the looking glass looking in from the outside is the mental manipulation that they put my brothers and sisters through here in this country from the white Jesus to everything on television since I grew up here was factually basically always given through white, a white being. So as you grow up in this country and you fall right into TV, you know, two, three, four, five, six by seven, you're starting to watch the shows that you like and the cartoons that you're, that you're into what now happens is, is everything that, that's right that's said on TV is white. So inherently they start now uh, decreasing our value on anything of worth because if it's not coming from their mouth, it's just not true. Right, this right, is what right, designed right. and set the system up. So now when we look at all our brothers and sisters here, and even when I hear the cry and the call from brothers and sisters that were born here about their why they do this, why they can't do this, why they can't get better. But if you have been manipulated from birth, I mean, we see it all the time. Our brothers and sisters will get ready to fight us in a minute, but put a white person in front of them. They might yell and scream, but they're not ready to fight them. So they got to be inherently scared, and that is part of what is happening to our, our race. Now, apply that times 10. So now we got this new generation that is self-sufficient. Get on the Internet, do this. There's no struggle for them. They don't feel that there's a struggle until something major like this happens. And then everybody, you know, I love rallying, I rally. But one of the things that we have to remember, it's not just about the rallying, it's changing these laws. When we change the laws, then you will see how quickly things will stop. Right now, there's so many loopholes in that laws that once they're scared of a black man, they can kill you, and that is just it. That's what's going to happen. Well, one thing I learned is that um, doing stuff in the community, you know, like you said, I, I even say that today I'm tired of rallying protests because that's not fixing the problem. It's all about getting people registered to vote, 
like you said, getting knowing the laws and things, your surroundings, what's going on. So that's why uh, I'm excited about this program. Again, if you want to be a part of this program, please call in at 718-664-6543. We are live here on EOT on radio. Um, again, this is called Corrective System on Equal Justice. I have my co-host, um, D-Lo, on the line. He's from New York. I'm calling from Atlanta. And uh, we just wanted to let you all know this this show is for everyone. You know, we're we're back, you know, and I'm excited, you know, bear with us, but we're gonna make things happen. Um so I know for myself, um I've been doing a tribute to my dad, um, Reverend mm-hmm. Corey Rose for um for Black History Month. And yes. uh, a lot of people don't know my background I came from, but he's a soldier. He's still a soldier at the age of seventy five, so you know, this is the type of month we need to recognize our leaders, you know, Marcus Garvey, Stokely um, Carmichael, I mean, right. of course, Muhammad Ali's, you know, I mean, you got, you know, rest in peace, Joe Frazier. I mean, you know, we lose a lot of icons as well that really stood up against right. racism back in the day, you know. Right. So, you know, but, you know, I just want to know that, you know, that uh, we really talk about getting ourselves together because, you know, things is going to happen every day. You know, it's just the fact that when we're going to change the mindset of our own people, and I think that's what we need to concentrate. You know, me and you have that agenda. We're not no radical organization or radical people, just the fact we have to change the mindset of our own people. Exactly. Do you agree with that? Totally agree with that, because that's where it all starts is in the mindset. You know, while on Facebook, uh, we've been going through all of these uh, debates about the differential between people that accept being black versus those that accept calling themselves African-American. And one of the things that I've learned from just growing up here looking at the laws is when somebody takes you away from what your natural surrounding is, you're, you're, you've been misplaced. And that's what has happened to a lot of us because, yes, organically everything started in Africa. We know that. All races started in Africa. So then I, better, I asked the question, so why do we not call white people, white African-Americans. Why would they then call black people that were born in America African-American? Because by law, the laws of land, even when it's not stated, you watch what they've done here and you can justify what I'm saying. I'm Latino-American. That means I was born in a Latin country, but raised in America. An Italian-American, that means what? They were born in Italy, but raised in America. Let's talk about Chinese people. They come from Asian countries or China and are now, you know, raised here. So when you talk about a black person that is born in America, they are American. That's what they are. Because what you've now done mentally, that's why you see these kids can do some of the things that they've done. If you keep telling the race that they don't belong, they don't come from here, the worth of the land that they were born on is not theirs then inherently they start to change what they feel about it. Look at the difference, even out there in Atlanta. I can tell the difference between the people that I've met in Atlanta that live in houses and that have lived in a project or an apartment building. There is a whole different structure to the way they move. Those that live in a house, nine times out of ten, are more into giving it to their kids, owning a business, running things out of their household, Versus somebody who lives in an apartment, they're in one room, you know, one dwelling. They consider their house, when they push their door, open it, go in, that's all they have. They don't consider the hallway, the, the, the uh, elevator, the front lobby, not theirs. Only when you step inside. That is what has happened here in America. Because what has happened to the people and the children here, they keep telling you, go back to Africa. Go back to Africa for what? You were born here. Because when we do see our African brothers and sisters, what do they tell us? You don't right. know what we've been through in Africa. You're no brother of mine. So now we're lost. Now we're bewildered. Now well, we don't you know, understand. One thing, you know, one thing I do learn is that we have to start, you know, teaching our own about our own history, the stuff that we're not getting in school. Because I think up in, I was doing a little research. I don't know if this happened in D.C. I don't know if you heard of D.L.O. where I think a teacher got fired for speaking much oh, yeah. African American up in um in a college or something. I don't know if that's true. I want to put out no oh, true facts. But I know personally, me when I was spoke in Augusta, Georgia, about four years ago, 
we was at an all-black school. We wasn't being radical, you know, and I started talking about black history, and apparently um, the, the staff of the school was offended, and I wasn't up right. there talking about, you know, the white man, and I don't do that. You know, I don't I don't right. teach hate, but I was just very confused on, okay, what do we supposed to say when it's Black History Month? Well, see, and see, there goes the militia in the water because the people that we do honor – are people that are from where? Here, in America. We're not honoring African slaves and things of that nature. This is what has happened and, and what they've done to our brothers and sisters born here. They've taken to them, deceivedly lied to them, and then told them that America is not theirs. That's why they won't get out in the street and stand up for this country because they don't feel that it's theirs. Everything that we do in this country, we're ridiculed. We are the ones that looked at as the worst and not the best. So why would I fight for a country like this? Why would I vote? This is what they've done to us, but then they look at us and say, what's y'all problem? This is let's, kind of, let's, let's do this. That's, this is Black History Month. What I like to do is kind of uh, focus on a particular person. Um, again, we can this. Of course, everybody heard of Martin Luther King, and then maybe our next show we'll focus on someone else. Uh, I mean, at the age of, of uh, I've seen the movie Selma. Did you get a chance to see that? Didn't get to see that yet. That's next on my list. Didn't get to see. see it. But man, you know, the man at the age of you know, at the age of thirty nine, that did all this for our people, not just for our people, but for all people. It was amazing. Amen. What this man has did. You know, right. and when I spoke. When I spoke today, I was just amazed at how many times he'd been in jail. He was stabbed in New right. York. You know, oh, yeah. uh, the water hoses and stuff. And I'm like, wow. You know, and right. it really touched me. That's what keeps me going, D. That really keeps me going. But I'm going to be honest with you. Talking to young people today, these young activists, for some reason, they're not hearing that we shall overcome right now. You know, they because respect Dr. King, but they have a, a new flavor. But you know what? We still got to keep the dream alive, but people need to get involved. So let me ask you something. Uh, I feel a movement going on. What about yourself? Oh, I know there's a movement going on. It's picking up off of what you said. See, our generation is a little bit different from theirs. Our parents' generation, they were, our parents' generation was more into the march and the, and the leadership of uh, the Honorable Dr. King. Ours, we took over the music industry and began to sing our songs and put them on the radio and visuals and try to get our cry out there. This generation, they're internet savvy. They're, they're, they're kind of undergroundish because they can hit you up uh, on a tweet and get 10,000 people in an in area in a minute. They're frustrated. They're born in war. Right. They, Let me, what we're going to do, we're going to be going to a break soon, but, you know, of course, we're going to talk about racial profiling. And um, this is our topic for tonight. And I know that you're talking about racial profiling. Me living down here in Georgia, and you live down here in Georgia. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and um, you know, especially here in Cobb County. And I'm going to give a little background about this county when we say racial profiling. But now there's a res- respect factor uh, that I have given myself, you know, down here. So we're going to go to a uh, um, a commercial, and we will come back and talk to, talk about the word racial profiling. Yes, sir. We still got two minutes to go. We'll continue the conversation. BET, home of some of the greatest shows, such as Monique, Let's Stay Together, The Game, Steve Harvey, Everybody Hates Chris, Master Mix, and many more. BET is also famously known for their featured blog sites, such as Spotlight, What the Flick, Stay Tuned, Head Over Hills, Sound off and a wide variety of others. So the next time you're flipping through your channels, tell a friend to tell a friend about BET and BET's video library. Also, don't forget to catch the countdown on 106 in Park with Roxy and Terrence. Do you want your chance? You feel as if you got what it takes? Or just want to read and catch up on BET News? Tune in to www.bet.com or send your thoughts and opinions through mail to BET Network, 1235 W Street, Northeast, 
Washington, D.C. 20018-1211 or phone BEC Network at 202-608-2000. This commercial was brought to you by EOTM Radio and Classic City Records. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back at it. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We're live on the air. I do not hear anything. All right. So I say you hear me, but I do not hear. Are you with me, Gerald? Well, in the meantime, while you hear me, we will continue this conversation. Come on in and call us and be a part of this conversation. Don't just sit back and listen. You can call us at at, uh, the number listed, 718-664-6543. We want you to join the conversation. This is our first show. We're back, and we've got a lot going on. I'm waiting for Gerald to get back online with me. So I'll keep talking. I am back. I am back. I am back. I am back. I'm having some, you know, sometimes the devil can work, but we're going to fight that. Thank you, Zero, for holding it down for me. We are back again. We're going to talk about the word racial profiling. Yes. Racial profiling, I know for a fact there's a serious problem with racial profiling across this country. I know seriously here in the state of Georgia, here in the South, where I kind of experience not on a personal level, but I get calls like that all the time about racial profiling, but the issue must be addressed. But when it does happen to you and you get stopped by the police, you need to know what to do and how to handle it. Because I think that our young people these days, again, I'm not quick to kind of criticize people when they come against the police, when they are stopped. And it might be some racial problem. At that particular time, when you are stopped, you need to be very professional. You need to do, you need to obey every command because when you are African American in this country, you might not even lie, be alive to go to see your damn court. If you know what I mean, D-Lo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, it's a two-sided thing. It's not only the uh, I'll call it the the ultimate vigor of our young race, but it's also the uh, <laughs> Look, when I was young, you would walk up to a police officer and ask them where there was something, what bus was in the neighborhood, where was the pizza shop, anything. And he would be able to either tell you, walk with me, or he'll tell you two blocks over, make a left, cross across the avenue, and you'll be right where you need to be. What has happened after 9-11 with our police officers is that they have gotten uh, the ultimate power. And they're, they're, they're using this power and killing our people because, at the same time, white men are inherently scared of us. We've got to put it out there. We've got to have conversations where we can talk about what is really going on so we can really fix the situation. So you have police officers that don't come from the city. They come from the suburbs. They run across a young, black, Latino, even white, because the other day they had something uh, on CNN that these Kids, they were white and black, were playing in the snow, and the police ran up on them and pulled out guns. They, our government has given the police carte blanche to do whatever they want, simply because as long as they can keep it off of the books and we can't convict the police officer, they can continue to run this system exactly what, what they've been doing. And if they can continue to kill us by the next three, four years when uh, – Obama's out of office, they're going to drop martial law on us, and it's just going to be another story on the news. So we must stand up and fight right now. Right, right. right. Again, if you want to be a part of this um, program tonight, please call in at 718-664-6543. We are live on EOTM Radio. Again, we have some little um, phone situations going on, but everything is going to be handled okay. Um, right. I remember when I was when we were talking about racial profile when I was speaking today, there was a nine year old girl raised her hand and I guess her friend, her little friend was, was Caucasian and she told her that she can't go to a, a party with her because she was black. You know? Oh, yeah. And she experienced that at nine, but you know, I told her I'm glad she experienced that now because this is just the beginning, if you know what I mean. 
It's oh, not going to stop. So when she brought that to my attention, I'm glad she did that. It's nothing you can't hide it. You know, there's a major problem with racial profiling. You know, even Hispanics. You know, um, oh. you know, it's well, just it's, they're really being racially profiled. It's it, 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 it's 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 come to a point now that again it's card blanche. So even racial profiling at this point, it's hard to even call it that. It's whatever they want to do. Remember, when we were young, if a police officer shot you in your back, what happened to him? Immediately his gun was taken away, and he was now put through their system to figure out what happened. That doesn't happen now. Because in their books, it states, it's an old law. Okay, let's talk about Ferguson real quick. It's an old law. That was all racial profiling. But then look at the undercurrent. The police officer said he never knew that Mike uh, that uh, he went into the store or nothing happened. So that means whatever the encounter was in the street had nothing to do with what he, th- what we thought had happened in the store. So immediately when he saw these two black young men walking in the street, his chest is already stuck out. Black, young, right. in the street, guess what? They're doing well, that something wrong. That was racial wrong. profiling in, right? They was racial right profiling. Right off the bat. They threw right. all right. types right. of stuff, stuff at us and then started now re-blaming the community, the people, everything else but the real situation at hand because they're scared. Once we can get a conviction on the book from a cop, then this changes the law in the land. But I got news for y'all. I'm trying to look it up right now, and if we don't get it now, next Tuesday I'll have it. Just today in New York, uh, and look what they do, a black cop was convicted of a crime that he did last summer when someone took a picture of him and he had, you know, almost like Gardner, held down on the floor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a black cop came over to him, kicked him in his head. Now, look at the things that happened in America. We saw five cops brutally bring down a, 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 a New Yorker and then subsequently kill him. No conviction. Now, a black cop is now going to get convicted of something that was not even similar to the death. This is the game that is played in America. Even the situation in Dayton, Ohio, young man was in Walmart, you know, Mm -hmm. um, with a a toy gun. I think something happened uh, happened in, in, in Detroit. I mean, you know, I know I'm on social media. The only reason I'm on social media is to find out what's going on out there. And every, I have about 5,000 friends on my Facebook social media. Everything that comes down my page is, is saying this now. I don't know if I'm on your page, but every article, oh, I used to enjoy I- reading. I used to enjoy um, Facebook. You know what I mean? But now it's very depressing, but you know it shows we got a lot of work to do. Because it's the outlet on letting people know what's really going on out there, and I'm glad that it's exposing the corruption that's going on out, especially dealing with the law. Let me tell you, like you, I'm not a big Facebook fan at the beginning. What I promised myself three months ago as I was journeying back to uh, New York from Atlanta, I started getting on my Facebook a little bit more. But like you, you know, and okay, we – like you said, we're not rebel rousers or anything like that. But when you have no. a passion and a calling, when you have a passion and a calling, it eats mm. at you. It is something. That's and right. see, that's the part. Let's go back to the cops for a quick minute. That's the part that is missing in that system is the passion to want to do that job. You know, they praise them when they do things. Why are you being praised? You're being paid. I'm be flat with it. You understand? We, oh, it's a dangerous job. You pick the job. You picked that job. So you got trained, you went on the street, you were protecting and serving. If you're right. nervous, right. then you need to either be retrained or go find another job. You can't be nervous in a position that you are here to help the people. Here in New York, well, a young man, 17 years old, was shot and killed. And that's not even racial profiling. That's just gunning us down in a stairway of his apartment building. The, the lights were out. The cops came in. He opened up the door. Bang, bang, bang. He's dead. Yeah, it's, so it's, we're it's even further than, it's even further than profiling us. 
It is a right. vengeance right. to kill us. And we can't <laughs> right. look at it no other way. And vengeance started the day Obama got into office. And the funny thing about that is we don't have enough people in America for us to elect him. The white people elected him. The Latinos elected him. But who do the Republicans blame for him being in office? Black people. Right. Right. Well, I'm quite fault. sure he knew that. I'm quite sure he knew that when he first announced that he was running for president. And then when he won, I already knew there was going to be some backslash. All this was going on out here. Oh. This is reflections from the White House. And I'm going to tell you about three years ago, D-Lo, um, uh, about three or four years ago, they had a sign here in Marietta. I don't know, because I know you used to live here. I don't know if you were familiar with this case. But they had a sign here in Marietta at a restaurant saying that it smelled like fried chicken from the White House. Okay? Uh-huh. You had elementary school right around the corner. You had a, a wall. Right. I mean, this is just right on Roswell Street in Marietta. I didn't just exactly. stick that. And ride down the street every day and sing that song. You know what I did? I took action. What I'm telling you is we need to take action. Even though my life had got threatened, phone calls and all that, but I got that sign down. See, I'm a type of person, you know, you got people, you type of people that complain and, 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 do, and do things behind the scenes, but we got to take action in a nonviolent way. Now, right. that's Joey, what I that's believe how, in. Now, I'm going to stand on you. That's how I met you. Remember when I first met That's you? Right. I had just arrived in Atlanta, and I saw you in the news and never knew I was going to meet you. That's how God works. I saw right. you guys got that, sound taken, that, that sign taken down, and not too long after that, we met up. And you're still the same man. You have the same passion, and you're doing what you have to do, and it's a blessed thing. And I'm, I'm blessed to be here with you because we have to change the system. Oh, if yeah, the and system I'm glad. That's right. We've got a very big problem on our hands. But I must say, D-Lo, it ain't Gerald Rose. It's the whole New Order family. God has blessed me with uh, chapters in Columbus, Toledo, Ohio, Oxford, Mississippi, Florence, South Carolina. And on a day-to-day basis, we're not just working on Black History Month. We work every day, every second Saturday. You've been on them off every second Saturday. We feed over 1,000 homeless people in my office. We're going to start in the New York chapter two. Because see, <laughs> this is a lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, I'm going to get a little harsh on you guys right now. You need to be calling in 718-664-6543. Don't sit and agree with us. Come on in and be conscious with us. You know, in this battle, we're going to need many people on the field. Not everybody's going to rally. We're going to need people that need to be on social media hitting up the information. We're going to need people that's able to, to, to be in the meeting houses because we're going to have to have meeting houses all across America. This is not something that is going to change anytime soon. Do not think because the new year came in that anything else will, will be different. The only thing that has changed is the, the media system is not telling us as many crimes that are being committed against us by our police officers because they're running scared now. See, when the white people get involved, now we got a problem. Right. And you know what? And I just want to, again, we are listening, we are listening to Correcting the System, Unequal Justice, live on EOTM Radio. We're back. You know, I'm excited that this program is back. Again, we want to continue to, 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 to pray for, for Carla B., a very strong woman out of L.A., giving the opportunity for, for us being on this show. You know, and I just yes. want to thank God for her. You know, but there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of not oh, yeah. less talk, but more walk. You know, so when I go see uh, the Selma, I don't just come home and like, you know, sit on the couch, you know, just laying around. I get out to them streets, you know. Right. And again, this is the platform. Again, I like to challenge everyone in as well. But you know, everybody don't have that drive, you know, like we do. You know, and things like that. But you can do the work behind the scenes. And that's what I said. That's why I say to everybody, not everybody's going to be able to march. Not everybody, you know. And then, you know, you got to look at the undercurrent of all this. This thing is so deep because some of us have jobs. So we can't apparently be on TV because if a, if, if a teacher could be fired from her job for standing up for injustice, then any, none of us that have regular jobs are safe. So we have to be able to make sure that we can utilize all our people. And when I say all our people from every color, every race, I saw something on Facebook, and I went to the person's page, messaged him, and told him to take it down because he had a question that said, should Latino 
Texans get involved. This is about human rights. They will start right. with us That's and right. end with you. Trust and believe that. If you look human, at history, right. anything that they have done to one race, once they have accomplished it, they maneuver it through the system. So that's why our white brothers and sisters and counterparts are getting up every day and getting out there and rallying. That's why you see Africans and, and Germans and Russians doing this, because it is an injustice against us as humans, not us as blacks, but us as humans. And America is running scared. Its government is no longer the leader of the free world. So they are now oh. oppressing its people in order to make their world order happen. It's factual. Now, let's go no, ahead. Well, wow, I mean, it's all no, about that history of knowledge. Let's go ahead no, and talk about the body cameras um, that police officers, uh, I guess they're trying to, um, to require. I know here in Georgia, Powder Springs, outside of Atlanta, they are wearing body cameras. Here Amen. and they're trying to get them started here in Marietta. Matter of fact, I'm invited to a city council meeting next week um, to address this issue. Now, do they have that? Are they wearing body cameras in New York as we speak? Have they? Are they? Is any? Are they doing that now? No, they are now getting ready to because they were granted money through President Obama in order to to do that to get them suited up with better. Vest and also body cameras. But, you know, something happened the other day, and we have to stay vigilant on this. And, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we have to learn to change the laws. Because right now, a police officer shot a young black gentleman in one of our states last week. He had the body camera on, but he never turned it on. His dash cam in the car, he never turned it on. So when we're looking at this, what we have to learn to fight for is the law that will change it, not the rhetoric that they will tell us. Because the law that needs to be changed is immediately, remember now, this is their job. Look at the disrespectful thing that these uh, uh, police officers in New York did to their mayor, their boss. They turned their back and nobody was fired. Nobody was ridiculed. You know what? If it was a black situation, the whole lot of us would have been let go. Because and what's sad it's about a that, job. Everybody, everybody knows, knows it's like that in this right? country, and we just sit. Well, I don't just sit wow. back. But you don't well, just sit back. We, you know, people you know just sit is, back and just and the biggest just take thing is, The biggest thing is we have to learn to become entrepreneurs and outside of rappers and basketball players and football players because we need to own our own media and radio systems in America. This is how they get us. They get on TV. There is a documentary that is out there that was running on current TV, and it showed you the manipulation of the airwaves through Fox TV. So in the morning, they will send out everything to every host. So let's say the topic is Ferguson, white is right. All throughout the day until 12 midnight, every single host would have had a topic on that situation. By the end of the night, the quarter of a million people that are looking at Fox 5 will inherently believe the bullcrap that they're serving. This is what we need to own. When we can have our brothers and sisters in the entertainment business step up and put together a fund that we can own a television station, that we can own our own radio stations outright. We don't need to go to the American broadcast companies anymore. The Internet is worldwide. But we sit back and don't do anything about it. Then we jump up when something happens. Look, the, 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 the FBI has paperwork on blacks in America. In two weeks, and they go back to what they were doing. This is what we have to change, ladies and gentlemen. This is a fight for everyone's life. Everyone for the last, what, six, seven years keep talking about uh, world right. order. Baby, right. we living in it. It ain't going right. to happen. Right. It's here knocking on your doorstep. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this country. I applaud you all that history that you're given. You know, it ain't all about being radical. It's all about telling the truth. And again, you are listening to Correcting the System Unequal Justice. My name is Gerald Rose. We have D. Lowe as my co-host. 
And um, I have a national human rights organization. He's an entrepreneur by trade. So we're out here doing the work, but we ask you all to join us. So if you're in the New York area, you know, get involved. You're here in Atlanta, get involved. You know, so it ain't just about celebrating Black History Month. It's all about doing the work. But after the 28 days when Black History Month is over, you got to start in March 1st. You know, you know we're having a Black and White Gala. Uh, next month uh, next to continue month. to get the word out, and I campaign. Our campaign. fundraiser is for stopping the violence. Stop the violence. You know, right. so this is a twenty-four hour job, <laughs> twenty-four hour job. You know, but I just want to thank the EOTM um, um, Radio Production Company for giving us the opportunity to get on here and explain. You know. Um, what we're what we're really really doing again? I do apologize if we're having some some bad difficulty as far as the phone, you know. But we're going to keep moving, you know. So now let's go back to um uh, racial profiling, if you don't mind. Now uh, because I know that's our, our, yeah, I know that's our topic tonight uh, about racial profiling. Um, I know when I first moved to Georgia, and like I said, you're familiar with Cobb County, right? Yes, I am. Okay. When I first moved down here, <laughs> they said do not drive down South Cobb or Cobb Parkway at a certain time. You know, mm-hmm. so I decided to do that. I don't know. You know, I came from Ohio, you know, but same agenda. You know, I wasn't listening to that. Whatever. But you know what? There was a lot of cops out there pulling people. There's people down here, matter of fact, won't even come to Cobb County because of the uh, the impression of Cobb County, you know, as far as the That's- racial profiling. You know, right. so what I did, I decided, again, this is being proactive instead of being reactive. I decided to meet with every chief of police in Cobb yeah. County Cobb to County. sit down about racial profiling, you know, and things like that. So you got to you gotta let them know that, hey, we're not going nowhere. You know, so we talk about racial right. profiling. It's this, but you have to uh, tackle the issue within. Do you agree with that? You must be proactive in every way. Still alive? Yes, you hear me? You there? Yes, you hear me? Okay, there you go. Yes, we have yes. to be proactive. Yes. What you said is totally right. This is not a fight that's going to end tomorrow. And let me explain to all my brothers and sisters and all our listeners out there, all of the naysayers that said Obama didn't do much. If you didn't see much, you wait for two years when the Republicans get in office, in, in, into our office. They have swift justice that they need to serve. It's been eight years since they've been in office. So if you think racial profiling is going to go anywhere, it's going to be even worse. Because when we're talking about the Republicans, we're talking about people that are known to blatantly lie in order to get what they want. So we need to stand up within this, in this next two years. If you have a brother, a, 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 a son, an uncle, these people are in jeopardy when they leave your house just to go to the store. We don't understand how deep this is. It is as deep as I can leave, get off the phone right now, go outside and say I'm going to the store. My phone rings and I decide to go into my pocket, and a police officer, me and him meet eyes. He thinks that I'm going for something more than I need to be going for, and he shoots me and kills me right on the spot. That's every black person that's listening to this, to this radio show right now. That is your predicament as a black person in America. It's not a joke, it's not a game, and we've got to change it. That's true. But you know what? I must say that all black all police officers are not bad either, you know, because I have got stopped by, you know, <laughs> several white officers, and I was guilty, but they did let me go, you know. So, uh, And well, we need police officers, D. We, we do oh, yeah, need we them, but I understand you have bad apples that need to be dealt with, you know, and the, and the bad ones making all of the police officers look bad these days. Because believe me, we do need, and I wouldn't want to be no police officer. That's a dangerous job. Very it dangerous, is. especially but what's going on now thing. because. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, so I I I, I applaud them, the the ones that's doing the work, but the ones that's making everybody else look bad, you know that that's not good, you know. So because well, I'm gonna be honest well, with you, when I have it, go ahead. No, what I was gonna say is I don't want anybody to think that I don't I I am against police officers. What I'm against against is the injustice. It is a job. It is a job that every working American is paying for. So there are rules and regulations that go to every single job. But for some reason, when it comes to our white counterparts, they never have to accept. 
the rules and regulations. And that is part of what needs to, to change in their system. I am dedicated to police officers, but we have not seen a Latino police officer kill a black young man. We have not seen an Asian police officer not kill a man. What we have seen is white men that are police officers continue to kill black men. And that is where I have a sourness against our American justice system. And I agree with you 100%. And if I'm black, and you know what? If I'm black and I have to sometimes get digged because of my young brother that's walking down the street with his pants too low and uh, uh, rapping, uh, you know, disrespectful words, they look at him, they look at me. So I look at you, the good cop, and I look at you, the bad cop, and I have to put you in the same coat of silence in that blue. Man, whether I have on a three-piece suit or jeans and sneakers and I'm still met with being a thief and a thug, then baby, we all in this together. That's right. That's right. Again, my name is Gerald Rose. You listen to Correcting the System Unequal Justice live on EOT on radio. Uh, we are bringing the real issues. Our main topic tonight is, is racial profiling, body cameras on police officers. But, you know, we, we must start showing unity uh, among our people. You know, and you must get involved. You know, yes. I wouldn't even be doing this radio show uh, just to do it. I'm doing this radio show to get out the information that's going on and get involved. Starting tomorrow, tomorrow morning, get, get involved, you know. So what, time is being wasted. I just became a granddad, D. So you know I'm, I'm doing this to the day I die. So, and matter, I'm so excited. He's moving down here next Week he's only about five months old, but believe me, when he start walking mm-hmm. and knowing what's going on, he's gonna be with his granddad side by side. And I told these kids that today yeah. when I spoke for Black History Month, this is yes, not sir. a game. You know, the mother was like, oh, "Daddy, I don't want him getting involved in that." Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're involved. You know, inherently involved. Know. That's one of the things That's with right. our brothers and sisters that they don't understand. Newsflash: You're black. You're involved. Automatic. You're black. Automatic. You're involved. Whether you're a black woman, whether you're a black man, whether you're a black child, whether you're a black elder, because it the see what they're doing is on all of us. We've seen them beat our women. We've seen them beat our elders. So when you sit back and say it doesn't affect you, the only one you're lying to is yourself. If this conversation tonight has made your heart beat a little faster, has made you walk the house and listen to us and go, I understand, my brother, we need you, my sister, we need you, we need you to be a part of this. Like I said, everybody don't have to be a frontliner, but we need to start a line. That's right, and like I said, there's plenty of work for everyone, you know, we have a great outreach youth department, and D.R. didn't tell me that New Orleans, I guess, is branching off in New York, you know, yes, sir. And what you're doing in New York and, you know, the, the, the media being an entrepreneur, you know, your your stuff has already has landed in, in, in Atlanta. So it's all about working together jointly. Well, and let me ask you something. When you say that, that's another problem I have with because when I first came to Atlanta, mm-hmm. which I consider the black mecca, I still see that there's no unity. We all doing the same thing, but we're not working together. Why what what must it do? What we need to do to work together? Let, let me what's that question? Can you answer that? What well, do we need to do to work together? One of the first things that we have to do is love and respect each other. What has happened between this manipulation that, that the powers that be have done to us is divide and conquer. So we are so pinned against each other. You see somebody with some with, with has a little bit more than you. He got to be a drug dealer or he got to be a thief. If we can think that of ourselves, then why can't the rest of the world? We've got to change our action to the reaction. Just because that young boy is 22 years old. I had a situation when I was young to show you what we do to each other. My my career started at 15 years old. I've been around the world three to four times with everybody from LL Cool J to Mariah Carey as the choreographer and stage manager. My friends were a lot of people from the suburbs. So one of my suburban friends comes down to, uh, I lived in a middle-class Brooklyn neighborhood, to come visit. My friends see him pull up in a, in a GT, something that didn't hit the streets yet, and all of a sudden he had to be a drug dealer. Why couldn't he be a hardworking young man 
and he wanted a GT. Because the thing well, about that's it, racial profiling. That's basically racial profiling. What you just said. We do it to ourselves. We do it that's to right. ourselves. That's right. And we've got and to it, stop it, that. We've, we've got to learn to find a place to meet in the middle. Because no matter what, you know, the, the worst thing that burnt my heart is after we struggled and did all that we did in this country, I never thought that I, at my age, would ever see a black president. And we got one. And right. all, so many right. of our black brothers and sisters, oh, he ain't doing nothing. That is inherited. You should be happy because in this country, we ain't never think we want to see anything but white. And now right. that we've got one, you can't do what they see. One thing about white people that we have to look at are white counterparts. They fall in where it, when it's time to fit in. They would rather say nothing at all than say something negative against someone in their system. We are quick to step up on the podium and rag each other. We've got to stop those things. When we can understand... You know what? Gotta... You... Go, ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, I'll say we got to understand that we got to meet in the middle. Go ahead. That, that's true. And, and, what, and what I wanted to do, um, as you know, um, Bobby, uh, uh, Bobby Brown's daughter is in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to um, say a prayer for her as well. I'm not here to judge her, and I'm not going to do that. It's just the fact that she's only 21 years old. You'll know what she's going through. So I'm uh, asking the EOTM family to pray for her um, as well, you know, and um, there's a lot of people by her side. Tyler Perry is down here um, by her side. So let's continue to, to pay, pray for her, for her daughter. You know, and stop talking about the negative stuff that's going on in people's lives. You know what I mean? And like you said, I just get tired of that stuff. And I was telling the young people, because we all, everybody got issues. I don't care who you are. Exactly. You know, None of us. Everybody got you issues. Know, people want to quote so much out of the Bible, but but uh, what happened to throw stones? You know, I had to learn, and again, from the outside, looking in, coming from another country and coming here, I'm walking down the street with my homeboys. A uh, black young man is walking across the street with yellow pants, a mohawk, and a green jacket. All of a sudden, my friend turns, what the hell is he doing in this neighborhood? What's going on here? Blah, 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 blah. And now I look at him and go, what's your problem? Why do you feel so uncomfortable about somebody doing what they do to make themselves feel good? These are the things that are inherent. Another mental issue within our people is why do we have such a problem when somebody stares at you? What the hell is he staring at? These are problems that we have to fix. You can need to worry when people stop staring at you, not when they are staring at you. I've right. seen so many of my young brothers have this mental issue of somebody glances at them. They don't know me. They don't know what I would do. That's an insecurity. And the insecurity right. comes because right. you don't understand that this land that you walk on, you were born on it, and it is yours. It is time to stand up and fight for it. Well, you know, we we about to we have a about, a, about five minutes into the show. D, give out your contact information, and I'm gonna give out mine or whatever because we might have some listeners in your area uh, that sure. might want to you know join you be a part. Go ahead and get out your contact information right quick if you don't mind. My contact information is six. I still got my Atlanta number. I ain't going from Atlanta yet. We got work to do. <laughs> six seven eight three nine zero zero three zero seven. That's uh, 678-390-0307. Okay, kind of explain what you're doing. I said I got a couple okay. minutes. Go. Kind of explain what you're doing uh, as an entrepreneur. The, yes. the Media Handlers Group, what we decided to do is uh, over my years of, of not only traveling the world but actually getting involved with the Internet when it first began, it's a beautiful place as a, as, for us because when I grew up in America, if you didn't have a storefront, you didn't have a business. This is what they were telling you. And there goes that mental suppression. Because if you live in the hood and you're not making that much money that you can end up renting a storefront, they're telling you you're not a business. That is not the truth. Being a business person is, be able, is being able to exchange goods for services. That means somebody likes what I do and they're willing to pay me for it and I'm willing to make it and give it to them. Guess what? You are an entrepreneur. What we've done with media handlers is is help you from the beginning to the middle, hopefully make sure that we can all be corporate companies. We have been 
sideline to not understand that television is our biggest broadcasting. Any advertisement, any commercial, when you go into Macy's, when you go into Target, when you go in, where did you get that information from? From television. We have to build our own systems, and that is what media handlers will do. We can help you from building your website to getting your advertisement and your, your information out to the world. That's what we do. And, I, and, and I've seen your and work, and I've seen your work from 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 right in front of me. So I applaud what you're doing. You know, you keep up the good work or whatever. You know, and I'm looking you. forward to seeing you back here in Atlanta soon. But you know, since you're going to yes, help sir. me get something going on in New York, you might need to stay in New York for a while. But um, well, I'm going to my coast because we also have an Atlanta <laughs> TV station, and I want to get that hot. We got, uh, or you can go to media handlers.com and there's channel live tv that's for my urban brothers and sisters that are a part of the uh, hip-hop culture we've got atlantis tv that is that is for our atlanta people that and everybody that wants to know about the mecca of blackness in atlanta that's what we do there and now we're starting our new social media channel and this show will most likely be on it Okay. All right. Well, again, uh, information about my organization is called New Order National Human Rights Organization. You can visit our website at www.nonhro.org, or you can give us a call at 1-800-346-5138. We deal with human rights, racial profiling. We have a great youth and outreach department every second Saturday we feed over like a thousand homeless people uh, at my office As a matter of fact um, the you remember we had our health fair uh, about a couple of years ago you was the first one on the scene that did my first interview we even had T.I. Mother there the Atlanta yes, Falcon cheerleader so yes, uh, we have grown I have started chapters in, in, in other states now so you know, uh, it ain't me. It's the whole organization. I must give my New Order family a shout-out. They are Amen. on point. They're dedicated, they're determined, and they're dependable. You know, and That's I just right. love, because if you ain't got dedication you know, or no communication, you know, there's no successful organization. So I just thank God. Again, I want to give a shout-out to the EOT and radio, Carla B., Tawanda. Yes. I mean, uh, Ron Anthony. I mean, I could go on and on if I miss somebody because I don't know everybody, but they show love. The EOTM family shows love across this country, and I'm glad that they reached out to me to be a part of that family. You know what that's called? It's called unity. You know, so well, it's, uh, it's we're going what we're talking about. It's called getting together to stop the nonsense. Because that's media right. handlers right. will be definitely coming in with EO. TM and what we're doing, we're going to start broadcasting and making sure everybody understands what's going on. We have to shame America into doing what's right. We've got to that's fight right. the power. And that's what I want to hear, public enemy, fight the power. Um, we're going to end on this on this note again. We're back. we got some little things to work on, but I guarantee you this particular show, as we grow, as we do more of these, get back on our feet, because we have to get yeah. back crawling now. You know, once we get back on our feet, you know, we had a little diff- phone difficulties tonight. That's going to happen, but you know what? The show that's still right. went on. The show that's still right. went that's on. The devil trying, that's the devil trying to, trying, to, trying to trick and deceive us. The plan of action right. is to change America, and we are the only ones that can do it. God is shining his light on us to change this because right. we started this. The origination of every want, human is Africa. And I do want to give a shout-out to Tawanda. Uh, yes. Thank you for getting back in contact with me, you know, and sick. thank you as well. You know, so I appreciate the hard work that she's doing for EOT and radio. So now uh, we're going to go ahead and, and end this show. And my understanding, we got some public enemy fight the power coming up because I grew up on that. And I love yes, public enemy. You don't see music out there like that these days. So if we could go ahead and hear our song, God bless you all. And this time next week. Yeah.
There are more records of slave ships than one would dream. It seems inconceivable. Until you reflect that for 200 years, ships sailed carrying cargo and slaves. Ran non-violence in the face of the violence that we've been uh, experiencing for the past 400 years is actually doing our people a disservice. In fact, it's a crime. It's a crime. Here come the drums.